Hey guys, welcome to post game here on all the Cyclone Fanatic social media feeds. We are presented as always by our friends at Carl Auto Group. I'm driving around my uh, brand new Silverado, baby. I got the Trail Boss. It's sick. Uh, you guys will see it around at different Cyclone Fanatic events. And then also our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa. I actually hired them two years ago to put in a stone fireplace. Really like, um, really, really like it. And It'll completely change the look of your house. Go and check them out. CenturionSonOfIowa.com. Good friends of mine. Wonderful people. All right, let's get after it and talk about Iowa State uh, snapping its two-game losing streak and starting 1-0 in the Big 12 with a 34-27 win <clears throat> today Excuse me, over Oklahoma State. Really a perplexing football game. A lot to break down from it. Uh, well, Definitely lead with the good, and that is Iowa State's offense um, wasn't perfect. Still really struggling to run the football at 2.2 yards per play. But, man, did they break out of their shell. And they come out and throw it 38 times with Rocco Beck, who was phenomenal, complete 71% of his passes for 348 yards and three touchdowns. you got to really love what you've seen from Rocco Beck. I, I I think he's a really, really good player. I really do. He has been poised the last couple of weeks. Sure, he's made some mistakes, but it's really hard to go out and play quarterback at this level when you don't have a running game. And, you know, up until today, I didn't think that the scheme had been – not necessarily the scheme, the the attack – Right. It was, it was very conservative. And they went out there today. And again, it, it wasn't perfect, but I, I think a lot of fans want you to go from zero to 60. Uh, you, you went from zero to 30 today. And that's a really good improvement. I'm, I'm really happy with it. They spread the ball around. My favorite stat of the day that nine players caught passes for Iowa State. If you listen to my post game reaction last week, this was my big beat was that it was so predictable, you knew exactly where the ball was going every time they lined up. And that wasn't the case today. Uh, Jaywin Knoll had his big breakout game that we've all been waiting for with 146 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Daniel Jackson got in the end zone a couple of times. So really, really happy with that. Uh, 13 yards per completion, so they're going downfield. They're not just, you know, there were a lot of, you know, you run to – you, you pass a run, short passes, and that, again, listen to me last week. This is what I called for. So be really hypocritical for me to come on here and say anything but um, really well call game, I thought, by Nate Shieldhouse. Now, again, it wasn't perfect. They're still not able to run the ball. This group, I, I'll reference last week one more time. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball consistently in the Big 12 with this particular offensive line, and that's okay but you have to manufacture yards somewhere else. You can't just ask this group to go and do something that they're poor at. And we started to see that more and more. And once they were, they were trying it out really just a little bit, feeling each other out at the beginning of the game, wasn't working. And to their credit, they pivoted into something else. Got a little conservative down there by the, down the stretch when he got up 14. That is to be expected as you're trying to work clock and just get out of here with a win. Got a little bit closer than I would like it to have been. Nonetheless, uh, we'll take it. The The perplexing part of today, and this is just fascinating to me, is uh, that 
Arizona or Oklahoma State comes in and averages 5.7 yards per play on Iowa State's defense. Wow. Shocking number. Shocking number. And, and, and I don't have the answer. This is going to have to be a deal where you go back and watch the tape and see what the hell happens. I thought for the first two big plays that Oklahoma State had in the first game or in the first half, I thought that it was just little things, just being out of position, that type of deal. But it kept happening in the second half where uh, here's another perplexing stat. Oklahoma State runs for 5.5 yards per carry. When is the last time an Iowa State defense has given that up? Don't quote me on the TCU game last year. That's kind of a throwout for obvious reasons. But that is a staggering number. Malik Verdon was out. We did get Gary Vaughn back in the lineup for Iowa State today. Uh, he didn't look great. You could tell he was kind of rusty. I would expect he gets better. He got dinged up a little bit there in the end of the second half. Uh, but that that's a situation the professor's got to – Take the boys to class. You know, the, the, that, that, that's, that's an accurate statement. That is a perplexing number uh, that Oklahoma State runs up 409 yards against this Iowa State defense. I didn't see that coming at all. Didn't see it. But um, all, all in all, you know, Iowa State comes in here today, puts up 34 points, Throwing it around, getting different guys involved. To their credit, too, and th- this is always my take, is I thought if you start to use more of the field, it's going to open up some things in the middle. And you saw Eli Sanders break a couple um, runs there in the second half. So that, build on that. Build on that. Because I, I, I think, guys, that, you know, what do you have more faith in, that Iowa State's defense can turn it around or the offense? I think the defense will be fine especially with that secondary. But, you know, like, can this offensive performance care? This is probably the worst team in the Big 12 they played today. One of them, right? So can you build on that and take it next week when you go to Norman? That's a tall task. Oklahoma uh, went into Cincinnati and won the day. Let's take some of your messages here as we are live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, For those of you listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, we appreciate you guys doing that as well. Adam wants a Cartavius Norton update. He was in a sling in the second half. I don't know. I don't have a report from the way he was hanging his shoulder. It looked like a shoulder separation of some sort. We'll see. That would be my guess. Um, Let's do a couple other of these. Let Rocco cook. Let Rocco throw the ball. He did widen the field more. Yeah, all that stuff. It's like you when you when you defended against Iowa State today. Remember what I was talking about last week? It was a box. Today they use the whole field, and they've got to keep doing this. It's going to get tougher though. It's going to get tougher as the uh, the competition's just simply going to get a lot better next week. And Brent Venables and Oklahoma, and you're going into Norman probably for the final time in the history of that really, really long series. But a lot to be a lot to be positive about. Let's look at some of the defensive numbers here today. This is instant reaction, so I'm looking at this stuff for the first time. Uh, both Freiler had the interception. He actually should have had two, dropped one in the first half. I do feel like Onyedem, 11 on defense, is starting to be kind of Will McDonald-ish. Feels like he's getting held out there a few times because he, he's really good. He's really, really good. 
11 is he is uh he's an NFL guy I think um couple of other notes I mean Cooper and Tampa are just phenomenal on the back end I thought Miles Purchase maybe have one of his worst games as a starter uh defensive back for Iowa State today uh you saw Caleb Bacon get burned on one out of position uh you're playing in that uh, Malik Verdone spot, and you know Mike Gundy's a pro. Gundy uh, went after him, and he, and he got burned out of position, and uh, it was a tough look there for him. Uh, hopefully, Verdone. I, I know my guys are going to ask about it after the game. I I don't know what the situation there was. I don't know, you know, where he is as far as coming back. But that would be a considerable loss if he's out for a while. I just thought defensively it was just weird. They're out of position a lot today. Uh, it was not as uh, this point of an Iowa State defense as you normally see. Again, like I said, I trust Haycock. I trust that Miles Purchase is going to bounce back and have a great game next week, but I don't know. I, I can't put a finger on it. John Haycock's the smartest football guy I've ever met in my life. I'm not going to criticize him. I won't. Um, but it was weird. It, it Something's not right there, and I'm sure that they'll work on that all week. But, yeah, there were some guys that definitely – I think Onyedem's great. Tampa's a pro. Fryler's fine. Um, but I don't know. I uh, wonder if they need to bring more pressure, if they need to I, – I, I don't know. I, I would think that that would be, you know, the route that I would go. But, again, Haycock knows way better than me. All right. Uh, good stuff. I appreciate you all watching. I uh, appreciate you all listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Bloom and I will be uh, going at it on Sunday night. Rob Gray, Jacqueline Cordova, Connor Ferguson, all at Matt Campbell postgame right now. Be sure to check out all of their great work here on Cyclone Fanatic. Appreciate all of you. Uh, enjoy a win and uh, a lot of great games around the country tonight as well. And uh, wake up tomorrow morning and we'll start preparing for Oklahoma. Thank you very much. We appreciate you all and have a great night.